Well, you only live once, maybe not. And this life right now might be all we've got. So let's contemplate the hereafter while we speculate with some laughter about this grim thing that happens to us all after that final curtain call. But before you take that final breath, let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I had some really interesting videos that I stumbled across. Uh, I've been kind of getting into TikTok, which I know it's geared at people, you know, a third my age. But, you know, I've been kind of checking that out because I've been seeing some older people getting into it. So we're going to ruin that next, too. Um, But uh, I saw a couple videos that came across. And they were talking about, and of course, it's conspiracy theory shit. But I, like I've said numerous times before, I love going down that rabbit hole. And the one was a video talking about how it's a released um, report from like the CIA or something talking about how we live in a hologram and we don't really exist in reality and how different, you know, particles, et cetera, et cetera, kind of, kind of building upon what I was talking about in the last episode about the different dimensions and the string theory and all that. Well, I haven't read the article yet because honestly, I, when I read shit that's printed really poorly, it just fucks with my head. And it looks like it's almost like a, remember those old ditto machines? Um, might've just been like a Catholic's grade, grade school kind of thing. I don't know, but they, they, you would like spin them around and it would like crank these purple pages out. It looks like something like that. That's been Xerox like 15 times. So it's something I want to check out though, but it's, um, really got me kind of thinking, well, and then a later on in the feed came how there's this FBI. And of course this is all supposed type stuff, but I did go, I found the one article on CIA.gov. Um, so if you go to type in CIA.gov and holograms, you'll probably find the same one that I that I saw. Then I also saw another video that was talking about how the FBI released uh, uh, articles that Nikola Tesla is from the planet Venus. And I'm thinking, okay. And again, this one's a little more of a far stretch. Uh, the other one I can kind of see from a quantum physics kind of level where it's like, okay, how what keeps particles together? What keeps things together? What keeps... Um, you know, what tells my body to be flesh and bone and all that and this milk crate to be plastic, you know? I mean, you could say, well, it's easy. That's what it was manufactured. But on a molecular level, on a string level, on a just quantum level, it's like there's there's more going on there. So I can, I can see that one. And now the Nikola Tesla one, though, I like to play around with because I don't know a lot about Nikola Tesla. Just, you know, him being played by David Bowie in the one movie. And there's a new movie coming out, actually. Ah, that's what it is. They brought this out as conspiracy so that it's a, it's a good publicity push for the um, the new movie coming out with. I think James Franco's going to play him. I still want to see it, but I'm just kidding. It's it, He is playing him, but this this intro or the, uh, the publicity stunt, you know, they would pull something bigger than that, I think, uh, something that most people would even actually know about. So, <sighs> I've been rambling a lot, so i got to catch my breath because, you know, I'm fat and out of shape. Um, so the, uh, uh, the, the, the conspiracy or the theory is he was delivered here as an infant from his, or from his real parents and left with his adopted parents in Ukraine or wherever he's from back in, you know, 1880 or something. But here's one of the things that makes me go, Hmm, is they talk about how even back then his, his technology was hundreds of years. If, you know, some said even thousands, but let's say even, even decades, you know, 50 years. They, there are people who say if Nikola Tesla didn't come around, we would be 50 years behind where we're at. And I heard an interesting quote is we've had the technology to make everything we've got right now, or I should say we've had the means. We just didn't have the knowledge. I mean, think about this. You could have made a cell phone back in, you know, Roman times. If you'd known what you were doing, Tesla had some advanced kind of knowledge, um, he built remote control boats in the 1910s or something crazy. You know, this clean energy, this free energy, all this stuff that he had. Well, 
when I go to think about the concept of multiple ver- you know, universes or more so the lack of existence of time or 10th and 8th and 7th and 6th dimensional beings that are able to manipulate time and hop different universes and all that, you know, some would argue and say, well, how's it possible that he's from Venus? Venus has life that's died out millions of years ago. True. But we've never actually really been there. Um, the surface is so fucked up that we can't even stay there for long. Um, but more importantly, what if Venus was like us? You know, yeah, it's 850 degrees now because it's got no atmosphere. You take away the atmosphere, that's going to happen. What if Venus was like us and what if his parents saw the same fate for us and sent him here knowing he was smart? You know, for all we know, he was an average kid on Venus, but here he was brilliant, you know, because we're such in bred stupid morons half the time you know we don't listen to each other and we don't learn from our mistakes i mean thus history repeats itself but clearly the venetians fucked up because if there was a civilization they did the exact same thing we did or doing so contemplate this this is all what if all of it is what if the cia report on holograms all that shit but again i love to bring this stuff up because we don't know what the fuck is going on we don't know what happens when we die we don't know what our origin is. We don't know any of it. Yeah, we've got, you know, we've got beliefs. And I'm happy for people who have beliefs and faith in different types of, you know, uh, origin stories and, and, and greater powers and all that. But again, there's, I know there's more to it than just we come here, we live, we fuck, we die, you know? Well, there's more to it than that, too. You eat and you raise kids and, you, you know, you have a job and, yeah. But anyway, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is I just thought it was fascinating to think that, you know, maybe his parents hopped into another plane of existence and, you know, maybe they settled down in a nice, you know, nice little two-bedroom condo in Santa Fe or something when they dropped him off. You know, they skipped ahead another hundred years and they're living there now. Who knows? But what if they dropped him off and they were like, this guy's going to be able to change some shit? And it didn't happen because he was ripped off. You know, Thomas Edison ripped him off, took a bunch of his inventions. Um... He died broken alone, you know, but the guy was a little off. He was a little different. He was, he was one of these types of people that just, you know, just was all about his science and all about his work. Maybe that was a Venetian trait or not Venetian, Venusian. Venetian is in Italy. Venusian is what they would refer to him as. So, yeah, just something to think about. I love, I love just diarrhea of the mouth sometimes. When it's interesting, when it's fun. To me, it is. You guys might just be like, okay, skip, 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 skip. There we go. Um, <sighs> God, it's, I hate this mic. Just picks up every fucking thing that I do. I scratch my nose. It picks it up. I write on the paper. It picks it up. I breathe, and it's like I'm just all over you. So I apologize, but, you know, it's the best I got. But um, so uh, my guest today is Nick Roth, and I've known Nick for a while now, and uh, he is from Michigan, and that's where I knew him, and that's where I uh, um, got to know him best. And our conversation is pretty cool because he is doing something that it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the you know like the movies for like Batman or you know it's like somebody is making that stuff. He's not building all that shit, or you know the the the. Um, who built the stormtroopers uniforms? You know, uh, he builds football helmets. And I'm like, that is fucking cool as shit. It, it's, it's just, it's really cool to think that, you know, he's supporting himself. He's making a living. He's doing that, building something that is seen by millions of people. I think that is fucking cool because they're, they're NFL helmets, you know? And, uh, you know, and of course they go to the colleges and all that kind of stuff too, but it's just, it's, it's really exciting to me. So I thought that was really neat. And, uh, and he also, he has a very cool concept with, uh, you know, with death and and coming back and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very fun conversation. Um, I'm just happy that he's he's doing well. You know, we talk about the impact of COVID on the sports industry, which, again, this was recorded back in June. So things have kind of changed. You know, now they're playing to uh, South Park cutouts and stuff here in Denver and, you know, things like that. So people are having fun with it uh, as much as they can. But um, yeah, it's 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 really it's really just kind of uh, it's fun conversation. So this is my conversation with Nick Roth, and enjoy.
Hello. Hey, how you doing, Nick? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, it's been a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, really, really. So, uh, what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, not a whole lot. I mean, you know, Corona thing. Yeah. We were, locked, we were in lockdown for two and a half months while I was stuck at home. Yeah, that's... Uh, I just started back to work oh, cool. a month and a half ago. Okay. So, well, yeah, that's pretty much been it. Well, I'll tell you what, um... I I know, you know, more about your background, but one of the things I do is so the listeners know who they're listening to. Um, kind of give us a background on on who you are, what your name is, and and, uh, and then we'll get into the, you know, talking about death. <laughs> right. Uh, well, my name is uh, Nick Roth. Uh, good friend of Rooney's. I've uh, been involved in majorly in one of his shorts. Uh, I was one mm-hmm. of the zombies and he's got credit short. Which that was a blast to do. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll share that in the in the uh, show notes. I'll put the dead credit video in the show notes. That'll be fun. You should because it's good. People, more people should see it. That was really fun. Um, <laughs> I'm a, a local musician, kind of in my area. Uh, I live in Midland, Michigan. Um, my job. Um, I manufacture uh, custom football helmets for Rydell. Nice. Or, well, I manufacture the pads for them. It's pronounced you know, Lydell. I always want. Pads. I always wondered how that was pronounced. I thought it was Liddell, but Lydell sounds cooler. Yeah, it's Rydell. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we do their uh, precision fit helmets. Nice. So, uh, where's that at? You said it's in Midland. Um. Yeah. It's. The plant we do it out of is uh, called Renaissance. We do it in um, the plants in Basin, New Michigan. I guess I didn't even notice that. Know that was out there. Yeah, it's right across from uh, James Clements Airport on River Road. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. How that's I would have never known. Oh, and, and Rydell. That's right. I don't know why I was thinking Lydell. I had that. Sorry, you heard me type in the background. I had to look it up. I'm like, did that? I wanted to see the the logo to remember that, but I had no idea. How long has it been there? Uh, it's been there for quite a while. There, there actually, at one point, was um, numerous Renaissance in the in the state. Um, by now, we're the only one left. Uh, the rest were bought out by a company called Lear. Okay. <clears throat> Before they started doing um, football helmets, they were doing uh, basically seating for like Ford and GM. They also did. Um, NVH foam, which is noise, vibration, harshness. So anytime you're in your car, you know, you're inside there, it's really quiet. Mm, because mm-hmm. of NVH. I <clears throat> did not know that. That's that's pretty wild. That's I'm see. I'm trying to picture. Yeah, I it's it's kind of wild how when you sit there and you find out someone's been working for a place in your town. Because I lived in. Uh, for those listening who aren't familiar, I lived in Bay City, Michigan, uh, before moving out to Denver here. And, uh, so yeah, I, I probably drove that by that a hundred times and had no idea what it was. But then again, there are a lot of, you know, industrial type sites where you would have no, no idea what's in there unless you knew what was in there. So that makes sense. So do they, are they like, um, are they one of the main manufacturers of the helmets or, or like, so in other words, you, you know, that you made a helmet and it's on a football player right now kind of thing. Yeah, for the precision fit, we're the only um, factory in the country that does those. That is freaking cool. Also, we also manufacture their uh, Speedflex and Icon lines, but that splits between two companies. So okay. Those ones are a little harder to trace if we did them or not. But yeah, so I'm watching a football game and I see black pads in the helmet. I know, hey, we did that helmet. <laughs> That's kind of neat. That's very neat. You know, so, I mean, I'm not yeah, a huge... Uh, had, uh, Go ahead. I had a um, one time just shortly after I started there. One of the helmets we did was Matthew Stafford's, mm-hmm. and we went out to a bar to watch uh, a musician friend of ours play at a bar. And I had the game on. I looked up and I saw Stafford's helmet. I'm like, he's wearing my helmet. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, That's really cool. cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of like uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's stuff like that that. 
makes you kind of realize that it's like, okay, celebrities are just people, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, you know, and, and, and I've known that and I know most people know that, but sometimes we have a tendency to forget where it's like, they're almost, you know, untouchable or, or <clears throat> cut from another cloth. But it's like, it, it was more so back when, when, you know, when I was younger, especially when we had the three channels of, you know, TV and three, you know, three yeah. networks, it was like, if you were on TV or you were a movie star, it was a, you were, wow, that was, that was real special. Now it's like, you know, YouTube and Netflix and there's 3000 shows out there kind of thing. And, um, unfortunately it's, uh, it, you don't, you don't have the same kind of celebrity status. There's still the superstars out there, you know, your Matt Damons and your, you know, types like that. But, um, but it still is nice and refreshing because this right here shows that you worked in a, fa- you know, working in a factory in Bay city is impacting <laughs> pun intended that guy who is a, you know, football star. And it's, uh, yeah. It's just, you know, it, it, it reminds me at least of the connection that we have with everybody on the planet. It's like a lot of times people think, oh, you know, they're they're different. It's like, no, it's just different opportunities. I mean, sure, yeah, there's talent involved. You know, if you if you are a horrible singer, you're not going to be the head, the front of a rock band. If you are a you know, if you do not have the athletic prowess to do, you know, I would never be able to be an NBA player. Let's put it that way. I'm five foot seven, you know, and not to mention my weight. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> although I do remember there was a there was a basketball player. Oh, what was his name? My brother was a fan of his. His name was like Muggsy or something like that. That was his nickname. And he was like five foot five or something. And he would dominate over all these guys who were six foot oh, yeah, six. There's, there's been a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Before. you know, I was, mean, yeah. Alan Iverson, who was like five six, but nobody could guard him because he was so quick. Yeah, see, and that's the and thing is he had the advantage of the of the, the speed in that. But how well, we I mean, got her watching? Because uh, like what was it last uh, a couple weeks ago? We were watching uh, a UFC pay per view, and there was a guy that was fighting, and he's um, a bantamweight, so 135 pound limit, mm-hmm. and so he's like you know five 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 six 135 pounds, like. He was actually a Division One linebacker in college. I'm like, how the hell? Holy shit! Were you a Division One middle linebacker at that size? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if anything, it does. Yeah. My 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 statement of I would never be. I, I guess it's it also depends if you have an interest in it. I'm not a big sports person anyway, but I appreciate sports. You know, I think they're. I I always like the, the championship. It's like, give me just the punchline. I don't care about the joke, you know? So it's like the whole yeah. season, I'll watch the Super Bowl maybe. Um, I'll watch. And every once in a while, I'll watch a Super Bowl game that is like just, you know, I'm on the edge of the seat. Because I, I understand the game enough to where I can follow when, you know, when it's a a blowout or when it's, you know, a real close game, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's still, it's one of those things where, you know, celebrating everybody's differences through this, you know, through that as well. I mean, there are yeah. people who have that ability. There are people who can sing. There are people who can water ski. There are, you know, everybody has their own talents. So I guess, you know, it's a little bit existential to talk about something like that, you know, in this manner, but hell, that's kind of what the spirit of this podcast is anyway. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so they got you back. Do you guys have to do the masks and everything when you're in the manufacturing plant, or how does that work? Um, actually, no, because we do. Um, we have you know, sneeze guards up all over the plant. Oh, okay. So like, there, there's a couple of people. It's almost like they're a little cage because the way they have the guards set up for them. But um, we're uh, when we come in the morning, our temperature is checked to make sure we don't have a fever. We give them a questionnaire, you know. Are you feeling feverish? Do you have this symptom, that symptom? Have you been in close contact with anybody who might have had it? And they check our temperature again before lunch and before the end of the day. We have sanitizer. We have to disinfect every two hours. Yeah. Um, so like our owner said, he said, I wouldn't want to wear a mask for you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. I wouldn't expect you guys to do it if you want to. It's your choice, but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, but you're, but at least you know they're cool and they're taking other precautions in that because, you know, that's kind of, it's it's, 
was talking with Angelique, uh, my wife. Uh, you know that, but the listeners may not. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was talking with her just when we uh, uh, we came back from getting coffee, and um, I was like, you know, this whole season or relaunch of the podcast has been very either about COVID or Black Lives Matter. It's been very politically charged. Um, because you know how the whole COVID thing turned into a political issue is beyond me, but we all see it happen. And then the, yeah. uh, um, you know, of course, Black Lives Matter. That's <clears throat> that's a very sensitive subject uh, with a lot of people, most of the country. And it's like the the, the podcast has kind of changed a bit, and a lot of them, a lot of the episodes go back to that whole subject of you know COVID or or, or Black Lives Matter. And it's like, but in the same sense. Something I've mentioned, um, you know, numerous times on the podcast is I think that that is going to be our wake up call for the country and in, in, in so many fronts, you know, uh, not to mention the killer locusts that are, you know, plaguing the world and the what was it? The, yeah. the killer hornets. And I, I heard <clears throat> I heard a new thing. Apparently there was a uh, uh, horde or whatever you call a group of wild boar that got into a cocaine stash in South America. So they might be coming for us soon too. So. Oh dear God. That's, that's <laughs> I think that would be almost what? funny. That's, wild, that's a movie right wild there. Wild boars are bad enough. Oh wild yeah. Boars on cocaine. Oh my God. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> oh, so we joke around at work. Like, okay, so we've had, you know, the cold, we've had the pandemic. We got the murder hornets, you know, before the end of the year, Godzilla's popping up. Like, I absolutely. Godzilla. Where this going. Totally. That's, you know, that's, or, or maybe we'll just have a good old fashioned comet hit the planet, you know, but well, uh, it's, it's, this has been a crazy year. And, and, you know, and I've talked about that several times is the amount of history that we've had in this first half of this year is enough for any typical decade. Yeah. And it's, it's just been unreal. <clears throat> you know, and some people sit there and say, well, it's because the world is coming to an end. Well, then uh, get it over with. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah let, let's just put us out of our misery at this point. Because <laughs> it's been, uh, this is ridiculous. It is. It's, it's that, you know, it's like you see that you see those movies where like the, the hero is has just gotten beaten down so bad and keep going through. You know, every single thing that, you know, in other words, you know, they're chasing the bad guy and and they, the car flips and they make it out of it alive. And then the bullets are whizzing over their head and they get away and they make it out alive. And, you know, and then they finally end up coming up against something that is just ridiculous. You know, they trip over a tricycle or something. Who knows? And they have to just sit and stop yeah. and laugh because that's kind of what we're doing as a as a planet. You know, we're having all these things thrown at us and all this stuff happening. And it gets to where, yeah, you if Godzilla were to show up, I would probably just start laughing, you know. I think we all would at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's you know we're we're like okay, what else now? We'd almost welcome it. It's like fine, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I I'm hopeful though that it's gonna it's gonna you know at least point out flaws, like I said, and it's gonna maybe help us be better people towards each other. But, you know, this there's still human nature I mean, it, involved. The flaws are definitely pointed out. It's just, are the right moves going to be made to correct them? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, the flaws are glaringly obvious. It's just, are they going to actually be fixed? Or are they just going to go back to ignoring them in a few months? It, totally, uh, yeah. It's is it gonna, <laughs> or are we gonna be duct taped together again like we have been? And that's, uh, yeah. It's it's unfortunately, I I could see it easily going either way. You know, yeah. it's because it's a lot of times something comes to the surface, and it's in the it's in the you know the, our f- f- uh, thought in a forefront or whatever of everything, and then it gets forgotten. And then it's like, oh, okay. I mean, look at, look at, not to get to the COVID thing, but look at COVID. It's like people seem, and I'm just as guilty. People seem to be almost like, eh, we're not thinking about it every day. So, eh, they get a little more lax. You know, I'm not saying I go out there and just start, you know, coughing on everything. I still wear my mask when I go out and, and yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I've always been neurotic about washing my hands anyway. So I wash my hands probably 10 times a day and, uh, if not more. And it's, uh, you know, so I mean, there's that, 
but it's like I don't think about it on a conscious level like I did back in March and April. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of where we're all at. We're, and a lot of people are now going, well, you know, we're not hearing about it every day, so it must be, you know, gone, and we can just go about doing everything normal again. Exactly. You know, it's still a problem. Yeah, and, th- and, and that's... It's still an issue. Totally, totally. It's, we don't... Uh, just because it's not not in our in our you know immediate vision that it's gone away, but um, you know, but you know that all goes back to the media, and I've talked about that uh, with numerous people about how the media likes to. In fact, oddly enough, I was just listening to Don Henley's Dirty Laundry right before um, right before this episode. Just put me in the mood, but. <laughs> It's you know, and he talks about that. It's like basically whatever gets people interested in the news, we're going to talk about that. You know, it's yeah. it's so it's you know that's kind of how it's been forever. I mean, that song came out in the early '80s, and he was talking about it then. And so yeah, it's just gotten worse. Oh I mean, god, the twenty-four hour news cycle is just so much worse now. Totally, totally. <clears throat> it's um, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things where. Well, and then you compound it with Facebook and social media and, you know, Instagram and all that kind of stuff and Twitter, and you you just can't get away from it anymore. You know, the only way to really yeah. get away from it is just completely unplug and not talk to anybody. But Very much. Yeah. So, you know, that's the new uh, – I'm not going to say the new normal. That's That's the new lifestyle we've chosen for the last decade. You know, we've just – we're just tightening yeah. up on the new normal with all the, the masks and that, but the – the actual uh, uh, way we get our information, you know, it's it's scary though because just like it's it's the it's a whole concept of you know whoever says the thing first, whoever accuses the other one first, that's the one that that everybody's going to go with. You know, two people can get yeah. in a fight, and once the first person speaks up, they're gonna they're gonna side with that person, and that's you know that's what happens a lot, and. Um, Mob mentality, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah, so you, yeah. You look at like um, recently with uh, Johnny Depp and his ex-wife Amber Heard. She comes out like, "Oh, he was abusive to me," and everyone, "Oh my God, what a monster!" Well, I'm come to find out, no, it was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's that, and that's exactly it. It's like almost like she preemptively accused him so they would take the focus off of her. You know? Yeah. And that's, uh, I'm not real familiar with it, but I heard some rumblings of it. And, and honestly, it doesn't surprise me because, and let's be honest, there are two sides to everything. Am I saying he's mm-hmm. completely innocent? In it? I don't know. Probably not. Most likely not. You know, when there's an argument, you don't usually have two sides arguing. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, this isn't one of those kinds of things where it's like, well, he probably deserved it. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying yeah. is that he stuck up for himself and from an outside perspective, that could look like he's deserving it, you know, just like yeah. um, people in abusive relationships in general. You know, they, of course, they're they're going to, you know, from an outside perspective, it's going to be appearing that they, they, they brought it on themselves. It's like, well, no, they're a human. They have dignity. They should be able to defend themselves or at least speak up for themselves. Don't sit there and go, exactly. you know, they deserved a beating kind of thing. No, nobody deserves a beating. That's that's the kind of shit that, again, it's the person who preemptively says something or. You know, the person who, who says something, you know, they, they might be perceived as just wanting attention. In fact, I'm watching a show right now um, called Barry, <clears throat> excuse me, with John Hader. And uh, there's a character, there's a situation going on in that right now where it's kind of like, you know, being the, the one person who had been the victim was getting accused of just wanting attention kind of thing. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, because people... Yeah. People love to point fingers. People love to change blame. People love to, you know, play the victim or, you know, shift responsibility. It's it's that's human nature, and we're doing that as a society with these big topics, you know. And it's yeah. just anyway. I'm off my soapbox. So what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> here I am. I'm bitching about how the podcast has got all political, and I went all political. So you know, I'm just as bad. But so tell me, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, how did you end up getting uh, getting the position at that uh, uh, Rydell? Like, what did you? Because I'd never even heard of them. Did they like? 
did they just put like a thing in the paper or I mean not not to get all weird about that but I'm just I'm still fascinated that that I didn't even know that place existed well actually it's kind of funny I got in there because of you because I have been unemployed for six years yeah but I thought I helped you get um, a no different matter, position um no matter where I uh I'm getting to it Okay. Um, no matter where I, uh, I figure for the listeners, they don't know my history. But That's true. That's I was true. unemployed for six years. Um, no matter where I applied, what I did, I couldn't get a job. I didn't understand why. It was frustrating. And uh, you said, you know, hey, I got a buddy who, you know, was looking for people through a temp agency. You know, get in there, say my name, he'll help you get a job. And at this point, I tried temp agencies. I had no luck at all. I thought, you know, what the hell, I'll give it a shot because, you know, Ken's telling me to do it. So I call him up, get the interview, go in. They got me a job standing on a street corner in Saginaw holding up a six-foot-tall sign for Gander Mountains going out of business sale. And that's what I remember. And I'm, I was like, okay, well, you know, that that right there, okay. I, I, I knew that wouldn't last, but that was the last I'd heard yeah, I, of what you were doing. So. I, had worked, I had worked that for about... I think a month and a half, and he called me up and he said, hey, we have a full-time position open for factory work. You know, $40 a week. It would be, you know, four 10-hour shifts, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's awesome. And he's like, would you be interested? And I'm like, I've never done factory work, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. And I walked in the door, and that's where I've been ever since. That's cool. That's awesome. I mean, it, uh, yeah, I got in there, and within <laughs> eight months, they hired me on as a full-time employee. Nice. So I'm no longer attempt there. I've been a full-time employee there for three years now. Wow. God, time flies, man. So, that's, yeah. See, and that's the thing is, is, is I didn't know that you had gotten into that position. The last thing I knew of was the Gander Mountain thing, you know? And so it was a case of, I was like, well, what is he doing? I knew you weren't still doing that, but I was like, okay, he can't just be doing the sign-holding thing this whole time. So... And it's awesome that you got into a position like that, that, uh, you know, I'm assuming it's probably got benefits and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, benefits are amazing. That's awesome. I love hearing about that. So, yeah, no, that, well, congrats on that, uh, that, that, you know, that job, the cooler job. <laughs> you know? I mean, the one was at least getting you, you know, and here's the thing is. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against, you know, sign holder type guys. You know, I think that's fun when they can do that whole flipping around and doing all that kind of stuff. And I usually honk or give them the thumbs up or whatever, because that's not easy shit. Standing out there holding that thing. You know, everybody be like, yeah. oh, you're doing is holding a sign or you're just spinning a sign around. Yeah. Try standing in the sun for 12 hours a day or whatever the hell. You know, that's that's a lot of people have yeah. a tendency to to kind of look down their nose at something that doesn't require, you know, specific training for it or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you know what? My hats off to anybody who's out there in general right now just dealing with pub the general public with this whole COVID thing going on. Because you know you got your douchebags and all that, you know. It's just yeah. I'm fortunate enough I'm able to work from home. But honestly, my my job was on the line about a month ago. I was honestly uh not even a month ago. I was I was a, a contractor through the state. And I ended up getting hired on, but it was, it was literally, it came down to the wire. It was like, well, we might be not being able to bring you on. Uh, it's good working with you. <laughs> you know, I was getting that kind of talk. So I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And, uh, they ended up, uh, at the last minute being able to squeak in and get me and, uh, my, my coworker who's also a contractor hired on. So it's only a one year thing guaranteed. So it's like a renewal after a year, but you know, at that point, hopefully COVID is all settled down. And if I have to, I can find something else easier, you know, but yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely trying times, you know, in terms of finding a job and keeping a job. And, you know, I was talking to people who own businesses and how impacted they are by this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a black and white issue. It's a very gray issue, no. you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, and I mean, you know, especially, you know, our company, it's, it's rough right now because like normally we're doing pretty well, you know, at this time of the year, usually this time of the year is the busiest. Oh yeah. Because every team is ramping up and totally, you know, it's all taking off. And this year it's really slow because only, um, 
only parts that are bringing in any money are our line. So, I mean, it's, we're not making the money we normally do come this time of year. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. The fact of, uh, I mean, is there even going to be any sports seasons this year? You know, I mean, baseball, is baseball even going on? I mean, I remember seeing a game back when they first did the lockdown. You know, there was like an empty stadium kind of game that they were broadcasting. But Baseball is supposed to be starting up uh, next month. Okay. Um, as far as football, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if any of them are going to go. The yeah, only that's... sport that seems uh, like it's actually going to run through the whole pandemic is mixed martial arts. Which is crazy because, because that's full contact. Yeah, but I mean, because what UFC is making it work right now, what they're doing is that every fighter, every member of their camp has to be tested before the fight. So that way, if anybody comes up positive, they can, you know, send them home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the arenas are completely empty. They, um, you know, require masks and everything during the weigh-in. After the fight, they have to... Um, between every fight, they have a guy go in and sanitize the cage and make sure everything's, you know, cleaned up. But they haven't had any issues with that one. But, I mean, we were watching the fights last weekend on ESPN, and I'm reading their ticker going, man, I don't know if football is going to go this year because they had, um, LSU had 14 players test positive and now in quarantine. Clemson had a bunch. It's like, I don't know if any other sports are going to be able to happen, especially like football, because there's so much close contact there. Yeah. That's mm. exactly. But but you know what, though? I, I know uh, now, that I, now that I think about it, I, I watched something where wrestling, similar kind of sport to uh, UFC in the sense that you've got you know, skin on skin contact and, and things of that nature. Um, they were doing a similar kind of thing. They were having, I'm, I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I was when I was younger, yeah. but you know, whatever. Um, and they have, um, empty arenas and they do the weigh-ins and they do, or not so much the weigh-ins, but they do the cleaning of the mats and they do all that. And, uh, you know, they take some precautions, but yeah, everybody's tested in that. So it's, um, I mean, there's ways to make it work, but yeah, with football, yeah, that's that's crazy, and had and especially when you're talking the different, you know, the universities, and yeah, if, if you don't have college football or, or high school football or or especially NFL in that, your your line is going to slow way down. So yeah, yeah, but it's it's those kind of abstract kind of things that people don't think about with the whole coronaviruses, and that's why you know I wish people would just. Conform for a few months, you know, stay home, go out as little as possible. I live in an area here where you drive down the road and it looks damn near the same as it did in December. You know, there are cars out, there are backups and traffic jams and all that kind of shit. And it's like, we're in the middle of a pandemic and it seems like everybody's out. Yeah. You know, we go out maybe once, maybe yeah. twice a week. We go grocery shopping and today we felt like getting coffee. Okay, sue me. But um, <laughs> we don't go, you know, constantly outside and... You know, it's you. If if everybody did that, if everybody was doing fifteen percent of the normal travel that they did, we would see fifteen percent of the traffic. But we see, we see probably seventy five, eighty percent of the traffic here, and it just blows my mind. And it's like, if that curve could settle down, if hospitals could catch up, you know, catch their breath and deal with all this, then maybe it might not impact. Because yeah, it's impacting you know farms. It's impacting. Any kind of venue, you know, entertainment venue, it's yeah. impacting things like what you've got. It's impacting the mail. It's impacting everything. So it's just. Well, I mean, if you look at, like, because our state, our governor, you know, instituted a full lockdown, stay-at-home orders, all that jazz. Mm. And especially in, like, my area, you know, Midland Bay City, where I would travel semi-regularly during the pandemic. So I was like, you, you know, we'd go out once a week to shopping. Yeah, once exactly. More, you know, something massive popped up. Yeah. But like, we tried to stay home as much as possible, but there was a huge decrease in the traffic in our area. 
Yeah, see, and that's, I our never cases saw it. Have gone, our cases have gone way down. Like, we're one of the few states where the cases are still dropping. Whereas, yeah, you know, Michigan. Other areas, like I know Florida, um, Texas, they're having a big flare-up again. Totally. And it's because they open too early. That, and that's exactly it. And Arizona, I think, is becoming a hot spot now, too. And, yeah, Michigan, I remember Michigan was just right behind, if not second, at least third behind New York. You know? Yeah. It was like you guys had a major influx in uh, the Detroit area, and then it started just spreading all over the place. And so you having a, a slowdown is encouraging, though, because then that means, okay, well, maybe staying at home for a little while is going to help this. And it's 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 – this isn't the, the, the fast sprint. This is a long marathon. You know, we've got to do this thing yeah. slow. We can't just all of a sudden go, well, it's fixed. It's like if one person can bring it into the country, supposedly, um, in reality, it was probably more like 100. But even still, if 100 people can contaminate an entire country, all it takes is a handful to get that ball rolling again. And people don't think about that. Exactly. And I mean, you had, you know, especially in our state, I know we weren't the only one, but you had, you know, all the people that, oh my God, you can't do this for us. This is, you know, oh God, fascism. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and then and you just watch these people going, what are you doing? It's, Why? Just stay home for a few months. We'll be fine. Well, and I, we can all get back to normal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I had somebody sit there and argue with me. It's like, oh, okay. So when we went and we, you know, we being the, the, the you know, people that went to like, uh, I don't know any of them personally, but in general, the people who were all anti-masks and all that, when we did it, you guys had a problem with it. But now everybody can go and protest. It's like, well, A, most of the protesters have masks on and B, yes, cases are going to spike. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're going to spike. But you know what? This is a separate thing. You guys were protesting the masks. They're living with the pandemic to protest something else. So it's, a, it's, it's apples and oranges. And that's what a lot of people don't think, to, you know, seem to think about. Well, yeah, it's all the people too, that were anti-mask and, you know, this is a human right issue. You, know, you can't force me to do this. And then yeah. you have, you know, the black lives matter movement now going to this is legitimately a human rights issue. And bingo. Black people are dying at a rate unlike any other, you know, from police violence. And yet, you know, here they are like, well, they shouldn't be up there doing that. They yeah. It's like the tables turn. It's like, oh, God, you know. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know what, though? It's people are willing to risk it for the sake of getting the word out there. Whereas all they were yeah. doing, all the, the people who were protesting the masks, that whole, you know, well, I woke up in America this morning. Fuck off. You know, it's like, and, and yeah. I had a, the guy that I talked to just before you had a great analogy. He's like, I wear the mask. Looking at it like high beams, you know, when I'm on my own, he, he's a runner and this dude is a major runner. Um, but when I'm on my own and I'm running, I don't have the mask up because I don't need it. But when I come in contact yeah. with somebody else, I pull the mask up. It's like high beams. You can ride with your high beams out on a two lane highway forever. And when another car comes, you turn your high beams off. It's just being polite. He's like, because I don't know if you have exactly. it, you know, and that that to me, that makes total sense. It's like, don't do it, you know, don't not do it because you feel like you're being wronged and it's fascist. It's like, you know what, you can, you can find fascism in anything. If it doesn't go yeah. with what you believe, it's fascist, you know, because there's stuff on the right that could be deemed as fascist. There's stuff on the left that could be deemed as fascist. There's stuff on the right that could be, oh, there's sheeple. There's stuff on the left that, oh, there's sheeple. Neither side is 100% innocent in that regard. Exactly. You know, but anyway, enough about that shit. So... Not that it's shit, but you know what I'm saying. It's 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 yeah, one yeah, of those things where it's like we just we could go on and on and on and on and and and, and we could spend three hours talking yeah, about exactly. this. Podcast about. I, yeah, oh, believe me, that's what this whole season has been about. It's like it's it started from that. It's like oh, fuck, you know. But in the same sense, it's like hey, it's it's a way to to bring into the subject at hand, which is I mean these are these are ways people are going to die, you know. So yeah, as a as a transition into that <laughs> with the whole concept of death what it, you know you and i've never really talked about this and i know uh we were gonna have you on the show last year but i had some personal stuff mm -hmm. and i just kind of pulled the plug yep. on the whole episode um so what do you what do you think um when you know when we die tell me tell me what you think because again there are no right or wrong answers obviously and uh i'm just kind of curious what uh what your take is that uh you know what happens so take it away I mean, I, I don't, 
I don't really have a, a core belief anymore. Like growing up, I was raised Christian, and you know, I believed in the whole you know heaven and hell thing. Mm-hmm. And I had some things happen to me in my personal life where you know, I'm like, well, maybe this isn't you know exactly it. So I'm, I consider myself more um, agnostic now. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope there's something after, but I don't know. Um, and we've had some things happen recently that, you know, it, because, um, uh, uh, not last year, the year before, within a year and a half, I lost my last three grandparents and my father, mm-hmm. all within, you know, pretty close period. My grandma died in March, uh, on my mom's side, my grandmother on my dad's side died in April, in June, my grandfather passed, and then in February of the next year, my dad passed. Yeah. So, I mean, I had back-to-back-to-back-to-back big hits and big changes they, in Yeah, those life. are big, totally. Uh-uh. Um, and we actually had a recently where um, myself, my girlfriend, Rianne, who you've had on the show before, mm-hmm. Uh, my good friend Matt and his girlfriend Tara all went over to my mom's house and had dinner and had, you know, played board games all night. And he brought his dog over and he's got this Phil Bull Terrier. Just the sweetest dog you could ever meet. Just so calm all the time, never really hyper. Just super chill dog. He's absolutely amazing. His name is Dyson. Mm-hmm. And we're over to my mom's house, which is where my grandma had passed. She died in the house. And um, we're sitting there and we're, you know, playing the games and all of a sudden Dyson starts pacing. And that's like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you acting so weird? This isn't like you. Well, then he went over and he laid down next to Grandma's old chair where she always slept and fell asleep. And then after about 20 minutes, he got up, jumped up into another chair, and he went to sleep next to it. Hmm. Well, we're all, we're wrapping up with the night, we're packing everything up, and, um, my mom says, come here. And I walk into the kitchen, and from the kitchen, it has a little, you know, uh, opening in the wall so you can see in the living room. Mm-hmm. The TV in the living room was on. <laughs> we never turned it on. And we started to figure that we think that Grandma's spirit was there, and Dyson was following her. But <laughs> Grandma was a huge animal lover, and, you know, she would have absolutely adored this dog because he's just <laughs> so calm and he, like, he, he doesn't get into trouble and you know so we think that you know he was following her she went over there turned on the TV once sat in her chair he laid down by her until she you know, fell asleep and then jumped up into the other chair <laughs> yeah that's... You know, and then mom's just been having other really weird shit that's been happening in the house lately where you know things are moving things are turning on that she's not having anything to do with so it's like you know, maybe there's not exactly a heaven and a hell, but, you know, I think there's spirits. There's things that happen. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I I definitely believe in that. I mean, you know that. I do those, you know, the movies, the Haunted Saginaw movies yeah. and that. But but this here doesn't sound like it's any kind of malicious type of thing. So, yeah, it's quite yeah. possible that it's her coming back to be like, hey, just checking in on you guys, just letting you know. <laughs> hey, guys, it's getting late. You all need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or she's she's you know developed a sense of humor to fuck with you guys you know but uh you know it's oh, just, she always had a sense of humor. Well, there you so go like, then yeah you know, so anytime maybe she's something, anytime something weird happens I'm like oh it's just grandma fucking with us she's you know <laughs> trying to question her sanity there you go so that's <clears throat> that's very possible but yeah it's it's one of those things where you know that whole the concept of of energy being you know not being broken down i mean there is a consciousness that that i think continues on and it's possible somebody uh recently said that they're they're one of one of my guests uh brought up this concept that i thought was really cool of your energy since energy doesn't get broken down and i've talked about that several times on the episode before but what if your energy goes into the things that you love and, you know, and so maybe her energy, and in other words, this uh, this uh, guest was talking about the energy going into, her dad was like a uh, a geek, you know, a tech tech 
like electronics geek and all that. It's like, what if it goes into the mm-hmm. CD player and things like that? Well, who knows? If your grandma watched a lot of TV, maybe it, maybe it showed up in there for a moment, you know? Um, yeah. Or the things that she fiddled with when she was still alive. And, you know, it's uh, that's that's what I love about the topic, though, is that we don't know. You know, nobody knows what is really going to be the case. And one of my best friends uh, – uh, that, uh, you know, when he died, I had, I had a similar kind of thing where it was like, you know, back to back to back, uh, type of deaths. And, uh, um, the one of the, he, he always said, he's like, he was agnostic. Um, and he always said, he's like, it's not that I don't believe in God. I just don't have proof. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't have concrete proof. And it's like, okay, I can, I can get behind that. But in the same sense, it's like you, there are different names. I mean, God could be, you know, I've heard source energy. I've heard, you know, the uh, uh, the universe. I've heard, you know, the the uh, intelligent, you know, higher intelligence. Uh, um, you know, just different different types of what is God? Um, because everybody everybody has a tendency to picture God as being that. You know, I always I always at least picture that figure from The Simpsons. You know, the big yeah. giant guy sitting in a throne, and it's like, yeah, well, what. God doesn't necessarily, you know, isn't necessarily going to be that. It could just be a force, you know, like in Star Wars, you know, it just could be who knows what. But I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we just disappear. I can't, you know, I cannot. Here's here's one of the here's one of the reasons why I don't think we just disappear is there are, you know, whether you believe in ghosts or not, there are things that happen from, you know, a, a, another plane of existence that will manipulate our existence and in things like, you know, turning on TV and switching on lights and things like that, yeah. that has to come from a force of something. And if that force exists, whether, you know, there are people who are like, well, ghosts don't exist. Those are just demons. Okay. Well, if demons exist and they're not able to be seen, why couldn't ghosts be seen? Why couldn't spirits be, or, or why couldn't ghosts exist in that same kind of plane of existence? You know, there are people who argue yeah. and say, well, um, you know, it's, it's, it's our imagination. Okay. Well, why would a light switch be pushed up? You know, why would a TV be turned on? Why would things like that happen if it was just our imagination? And, you know, I, I, I yeah, I just can't, I can't believe in the idea that once we're dead, we're gone because there's too much, there's too much finite precision in our existence to begin with. You know, yeah. so I don't know if we all go to there's some just, big. There's too many coincidences to believe that just we just wink out. Yeah, exactly. Like there has to be something. I don't think it's exactly that concept of you know good people go to heaven, bad people go to hell. Thing, I don't either. Yeah, there's got to be something more when we're gone. We don't know what it is. Yeah, totally. Well, and, and honestly, I, I one of the things I'm kind of I gravitate more towards is the idea, and I've uh, brought this up, and I've had guests bring this up, and is that this is just kind of like a a roller coaster ride that we come and we try and we experience, and then we go back to whatever it was, and we try it again, you know. And whether we keep that mm-hmm. that consciousness, but shit, I've watched videos and documentaries, and I've even had my own kid, and I've had it happen to me where little kids have some kind of remnant memory of a previous life. You know, my kid said some crazy shit when he was like two and three years old. Um, walking into a Walmart one time, my wife and I were walking in and this couple was pushing a kid who couldn't have been more than two years old. All of a sudden he swear to God <clears throat> looks at me and goes, hi, Tim. <laughs> and we, well, we keep walking in and my wife's like, who's that? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. You know, and it was just it's stuff like that. It was, I mean, I, I, I swear on my yeah. dad's grave, that shit happens, you know. And so yeah. that right there to me is some form of higher consciousness that is coming back. You know, whether we keep that or maybe it fades out, kind of like how, you know, people would be like, well, how would you lose that? It's like, well, shit, think about people who, you know, struggled financially and then they get a high paying job and they kind of lose touch with what it's like to be poor or they had really bad health and then they get in good health and they kind of lose touch with what it was like to have bad health. You know, those kinds of things. If, if your personality and your, and your life just can cause you to slowly forget, well, shit, imagine if you've got, you know, a, a remnant of a previous life in a toddler 
Of course they're going to forget it. So yeah, because there's so, your your brain can only hold so much knowledge. Bingo, and you're getting and inundated. When you start when you start learning about you know what it means to be a person. Start learning more about you know societal norms and all that jazz. That remnant, you know, the previous life kind of get pushed out. You know, I mean, who knows what kind of massive knowledge about. Uh, you know, the universe a child might have. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Totally. They're coming you know, here. When they're just sitting there babbling, for all we know, they could be <laughs> spouting some amazing theory you know, on an Einstein level thing, but we don't know because Holy we shit. can't understand what they're saying. That is fucking great. I never thought about that, but yeah, you're totally right. They just don't have the words because they're speaking in, you know, some form of. Uh, 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 extraterrestrial, if you will, type of language that we don't get. <laughs> well, you know, it's just even they don't, because they don't have the ability to communicate yet, they don't know how to express what, you know, they're saying. When they learn that ability to communicate, what they want to express has disappeared by that. That is, Because yeah. all that knowledge of this is, you know, you're looking at this object, well, this is an orange and this is an apple and a, it just pushes all that knowledge out. So I learn yeah. how to communicate. Like shit, I had something really epic to say, and now it's gone. <laughs> that is great. I I never honestly ever thought about that. That is freaking awesome. But you're right. Honestly, I had never thought about it until just now. This <laughs> just came off the top of my head. So yeah, no, that's good stuff. That's but that right there, you know, that could be some form of divine intervention right there, if you will. You know, divine being the universe going, hey, you guys are talking about this subject here. Here's a little nugget of something. Check this out. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I do believe in some kind of collective consciousness. I mean, I know you have. I know everybody has. You've had that idea that you sit on. You know, that thing, that creative idea or you, the, the, the business idea or something like that. And all of a sudden you wait long enough and somebody does it. And you could say, oh, well, that's the law of odds. Nah, I've had ideas that are damn near exact where they were. They were I'm not saying they were intricate, but they were enough of the characters and enough of the uh, concepts were, you know, one thing. And all of a sudden it came out and even the bad guys were named the same thing. And it's like, OK, yeah, it's uh it's kind of proof of a collective consciousness to some degree, you know, yeah. and, and genetic memory. I think people are born with some kind of memory of either their ancestors, you know, or at least their, 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 their recent generations. I mean, my kid pretty much was born with a fear of water. He had no real reason to be afraid of water, but I almost drowned as a kid. So I'm not, it's not that I'm afraid of water. I'm uncomfortable being underwater. And so mm-hmm. that's what I'm more afraid of. It's like, if I could stay on top of the water, fine. But I know that I, I'm not a strong swimmer. In fact, I don't know if I really am a swimmer because I never really swam on my own. I always use like, you know, flotation devices and shit like that. But mm-hmm. he he is he doesn't like to go in the water, you know. Um, and so it's like there are certain things that, you know, it makes you wonder, OK, if there's some such a thing as a possibility of genetic memory, well, why not be some kind of thing of of previous life memory? So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's fascinating to me because again, it's one of those subjects that we don't fucking know. And anybody who claims yeah. they do, they they're 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 just being hopeful. And I'm and I'm fine. I'm happy yeah. for people like that. You know, and this this podcast isn't a cry for me to get some kind of satisfaction of well, I want to get, you know, at least a good good feeling that there's gonna be something afterwards. Because I've made peace with the fact that, you know, whatever happens, happens. Because if you mm-hmm. know, my friend who is agnostic, he said uh you know, if there is nothing afterwards, I won't know anyway. And I'm like, mm, okay, I can get behind that. So, you know, that's that's comforting. I don't personally believe that there's nothing after. But, you know, and there is part of me that's like, ah, this is going to sound weird. Not looking forward to it, but so fascinated with it where it's like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to be hesitant to go into it if all of a sudden I'm, you know, on my deathbed. I'm, and it'll be like, okay, let's let's check this out. Let's see what this is all about. You know, as opposed to trying to struggle for that last moment. Um, and that's easier said than done right now. I'm I'm in relatively okay yeah. health. You know, if I was on my deathbed, but I've seen people face it with like champs. You know, I've been at the side of deathbeds where people are like, okay, you know, and they basically had that attitude. And it was like, it's coming. It's coming. You know, here it is. They're at the top of the ride. And all of a sudden it's like, 
they're going to go down and you know and they they there's a peace that comes a lot of times with people when they're at that point and i honestly think yeah. that that might be a it doesn't happen for everybody um but i i think there's a a maybe a programming in us that it's like okay yeah you've you've run your ride and the ride is over it's time to get off so Anyway, yeah, it might be something like that, you know, theory I just had about, you know, toddlers and all that, where, you know, you hit that end of life. And for a lot of people at that point, they can't communicate with that peace coming over them and all that knowledge coming back and going, oh, okay. Yeah, that's very this true. what it is. That's exactly. I remember watching a documentary. Uh, it's funny that you say it in those words. I remember watching a documentary about Sam Kinison. And apparently he got in like a major car wreck was how he died. I don't know if you remember Sam Kinison. He was a comedian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And there was, there was like a, his friend was there with him. And, and he said that Sam Kinison just went, you know, he was like sitting there and he just goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then he just goes. And it's like, well, maybe that's, maybe that's it. It's, you know, it's the, 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 the librarian coming back to you going, okay, here's, remember, these are all these books, all this information, all this knowledge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it very well might be. And some people are open to that. And again, you know, I've had I've had guests that say, you know, everybody's life isn't the same. Why should everybody's death be the same? You know, why should everybody experience the same thing? Some people go into, you know, they're terrified because they don't they haven't really thought about it or they're terrified because they're, you know, just genuinely scared of this ending and they don't think there's anything else or they think they're going to go to hell or they're going to, you know, any number of things that that is going to terrify people. And of course, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's easier for me to say, you know, I think I would go, I'd go at it with a, with a smile. It's like, yeah, it's something different when I'm, you know, if you get in a car wreck and you're bleeding out on the side of a highway, you know, yeah. when it's not your time, you don't think, but no, it really is your time, you know, cause it's, it's easy to think at this point where there's no reason to be afraid of it. Yeah. You know, have no problem with it. But when that moment comes, who knows? It might be different. It might be different. Yeah. And a lot of times I think people, what's that? Like all, you know, your uh, armchair athletes, like, I have no problem doing that. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I'll stuff you in the cage with a highly trained athlete and see what happens. You got it. You got it. You know, it's, and get in there. All of a sudden they'll be like, oh my God, this is frightening. This is the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. And now I'm getting hit. What do I do? Yeah, it's not so easy, is it? it? Totally. Well, I. It's funny. It reminds me of a story. A buddy of mine. Uh, uh, he uh, he was like, "Yeah, I went up against a a boxer friend of mine. We got in a ring, and he's like, and I took all these taekwondo lessons, and you know, and I thought I was all, you know, all that, and and uh, my buddy was a boxer, and he was like, and we got in the ring, and I had the boxing gloves on, and I was ready to go at him with you know some of the taekwondo moves and that, and he was like, he just knocked me around like a rag doll he was like we went about 30 seconds i'm like yeah i'm good <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like you know and the guy that was a friend wasn't like some kind of champ he was like you know he was your average boxer you know so it's like it's it comes down to that whole you know different skill sets for one but it also comes down to that whole fact of yes there are so many armchair quarterbacks in this country that uh you know they, they have that tendency to well, I could do better. Okay, well, let's put you in there and try. You know, because even the yeah. even the scab players that people go, oh, they're third string, they're garbage. Yeah, those guys would dominate over any college team. You know, mm-hmm. those guys would dominate over over what you think you can do. Oh, you were the star player in high school. Okay, let's go out in the backyard and play a few. You know, it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Well, hey, man, it was definitely, uh, it was good catching up. Um, yeah, it was. And I'm glad that you're working at that uh, uh, Rydell place. I, I did not know that. Like I said, the last thing I knew was what you had gotten the first time. And I remember you saying, you were you mentioned something about, you know, I got I got a different job or whatever, but I, I don't think I ever heard when we went to dinner that one time, I, there was so much commotion going on. I don't think you ever really told me who it was, or maybe you did. I've got the memory of a starfish sometimes. And, uh, oh, and too, there was a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on at that parent. So, yeah, totally, totally. So, but, um, congrats again. I mean, that honestly, that makes me feel really good that, uh, that, that, you know, part time, te- that temporary 
basically what some people would deem as just a, yeah, it's a temporary part-time, whatever kind of thing, or not part-time, but, you know, one-month gig was able to get your foot in the door. Because a lot of times it's just a matter of showing an employer competency. Do you have the ability yeah. to learn, and do you have the ability to be consistent and show up? You know? And they saw no, that in you. That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Because Rydell is going to teach you what they need you to learn. You're not going to be able to learn that in school. You know, you could go to a trade school or you can go to a college or you can go to whatever. You're going to learn what they're teaching you. And when you you could go and learn programming, but when you go to a place to become a developer or a programmer, they're going to teach you how they want it. There's only so much you can learn in a trade school or, you know, college and that. So, and they saw that in you. So that's awesome. So now you've been doing it for, you said, what, three years full time? So like four years, basically. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's freaking awesome, man. That makes me happy. So, but, um, well, hey, man, do you got any uh, closing words before we wrap it all up? Uh, I don't know. I think I uh, used all my great kernels already, so I don't really have anything. <laughs> hey, you gave me a great, you gave me a great one though with that whole infants bringing back that infinite knowledge with it. You know, that's it, infinite infant. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, cool, man. It was good talking with you. Yeah, good time on you too. We miss you down here. Hey, I appreciate that. Okay, whatever. Well, you know what? I, I had that discussion with somebody one time. It's actually almost more of an over here. Because I always thought Colorado yeah, was like, yeah. it's it's almost lateral. You know, it's it's a little bit south, mm-hmm. but we're only about the same uh, 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 distance south as like maybe Ohio. You know, so I mean, I, yeah, I guess yeah. it is technically a down, you know, an up here or whatever kind of thing. But regardless, I appreciate being missed. So, uh, and you know, I miss you guys. I miss hanging out. Uh, uh, I Remember that barbecue we had in the backyard? That was fun where we watched Jaws on the big screen. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was a blast. It was. It really was. So, But, um, yeah, keep in touch, man. And, uh, again, congrats on everything. And thanks for that new fun insight into what possibly happens when we die or when we come back. Thanks for having me. I had had fun talking with you. Definitely, man. Take care, Nick. You too. Bye. And that was my conversation with Nick Roth. Just very cool to catch up with someone from the past, you know, just kind of see how they're doing, see how they're holding on, you know, and and just to get a perspective from another part of the country. So, yeah, it's it's an ongoing process for everybody, you know, this COVID thing and, uh, you know, just who knows what 2021 is going to bring. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to share that short, that dead credit. Check it out. You know, it's, uh, it's fun. It was something that we did one day and... You know, you just got to get out there and do things. So in the meantime, have yourselves a good day and have yourselves a good life.